Hey, good morning. One second. Okay. There's such a delay between when, like, we talk and when, like, everybody else is just listening hears. It's, like, ridiculous. It's actually, like, a full five seconds. So, I said check, and my I'm technically listening on my computer. It didn't pop up until... I started talking again. Fun fact. Okay. I'm going to go for a walk. I will be right back. Uh, literally within like 30 seconds. And then uh, we can get to it. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Happy Monday. Hello. I also need a minute, though, so I will be back. Hi, Devin. Hi, Remy. Good morning. First, it's mostly good afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) That, That too. Good afternoon. Good evening. Uh, all of yeah. the above. I'm from Nairobi, so it's three nineteen. It's three nineteen p.m. Yeah, I'm. I'm just starting starting work right now. So, how's it going for you? How are you feeling? Today is great. I think I think this week is gonna be a great one, but uh. That's kind of the mindset I have for most weeks, and sometimes it doesn't always turn out that way, but uh, I think that's the right mindset heading in anyways. I agree. I agree. It's good to have a mindset of, you know, positivity. You know, whatever happens that week, you you just say good things are going to happen. So I I understand that. All right. George, do you want to talk about robots? Devin, do you want to talk about robots? What robots? Tesla's robots? They don't have robots. Tesla's coming robots and Disney's dream robots. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not a big Tesla fan, so I'll, I mean, I'll start by saying that. Um, I, I don't foresee them having what they're talking about for a very long time and they're the, the mentioning having you know a prototype next year i i think we're gonna have to put this into the column of things that elon said that turned out to be just straight up lies but that, that's my view <laughs> but if they did that would be that would be very creepy I mean, the, the if, I mean, the, the hurdles that they would have to overcome, I mean, are so immense. You look at the companies that are strictly focused entirely on robotics and have been for, for a very long time, and they aren't even claiming that they will have anything close to what Tesla's claiming will have in a, in a year, you know? So um, I don't, you know, I don't believe it. The whole if, like, eventually it will happen. And I think 
that will fall into the overall trend, which is what I view to be a huge risk, huge boom and risk to society, which is automation. Most people talk about automation within the context of AI and machine learning. And I think that most jobs that are being replaced now and will be replaced in the future have a tendency to do with repetitive repetitive manual tasks that are simple with you know ad, ad, advanced robotics that that can potentially allow for the the displacement of workers that you know that you would think of like hands-on workers blue collar workers right um but i mean i don't think that that is going to happen anytime soon i mean the, the tesla's claims seem seem pretty ludicrous to me um definitely i will give elon the credit for mentioning that exact point nice so you're gonna say something i i have a question so in my opinion how i look at it happening is that if it happens in a year then we're in a worldwide war because there's workers who are offended that they can't do their jobs because of robots and then there's a whole other group of people saying now you know you're taking my jobs so i don't know how, how people are going to deal with it i really don't know so i'm yeah. going to toss this little philosophical question are they actually those people's jobs does a person working in a job own that job well no by de- definition but i mean it will so when you look at things like gdp gross domestic output and you look at the average production productive input from each member and you think about well people need pe- people have you know a set of needs one of the, one of those needs is well they you know they need to put food on the table. They need to be able to f- afford housing, et cetera, su- support themselves right. and loved ones. But there's also a lesser talked about need, which is like the, the need for purpose and fulfillment, which many people find through work. And so regardless, when you, when you automate a huge number of jobs and displace those people, that doesn't just affect the, the aspect of, well, how are these go- people going to be supported? But it's also, well, what are these people going to do with their time, especially when they are no longer feeling fulfilled? So, I mean, people talking about, you know, uh, unrest in society. There will be all kinds of ramifications from that. Devin, do you think? Remy and Devin, I agree with that because I will tell you 100%. And I'm talking from Nairobi, Kenya. So I'm telling you guys just facts, what I believe. I believe the minute jobs are taken from people, right? For Especially for no reason. It's mostly like automation. I will tell you a hundred... Well, that's still a reason. I don't want to say it's no reason. It's still a reason. Okay, the, yeah. The reason is I'll that they have you. something that they can have do the job better. So, I agree with you, Remy. What I will say is a hundred percent that these people are not gonna take it lying down. 
so you people now need to start now it's like a thing where the whole of the human race has to start preparing for a war the minute you commit things people are going to come for you for sure and i'm telling you 100% people are going to come saying you know that i had this job and i no longer have it and i don't know why so it's time to fight people are going to start fighting i think that's a very dystopian view of things because i first i want to throw out there that for example this kind of happens with like coal jobs it's like oh they're getting rid of coal they're getting rid of coal because there's a better technology and then there's a there's a discussion around re-educating people to do things uh differently like to do different jobs that's one can i you can ask a question remy can i ask you a question remy how do you re-educate someone whose entire life's work right has been doing this specific job well then you go was how valuable is that job if it could be replaced so easily by a simple robot Yeah that's the thing it's not the thing is i agree with you that that job is not as useful as we think however the person who had the job before right is not thinking that that person is now looking for revenge <laughs> that's what it is i have a few thoughts on this which is well devin i want to pose this question to you actually uh because you mentioned because of the conversation that's kind of going on right now do you feel and I'm Milan I'd love to hear your thoughts on this as well but uh, do you feel that at uh, George feel free to weigh in after David do you feel that if these robots come to be and automation of these tasks begins to happen that it can ultimately lead to a reduction in the population of humans to be specific. Can yes, will n- no. Um bunch of points to mention. Um to to what Stella's talking about, um I don't view this as all of a sudden we have the these robots and somehow all of a sudden they're going to displace all jobs. That is not going to happen. It is going to be very gradual, kind of like the the frog in water that's slowly rising in temperature and most people aren't going to give a shit because they aren't affected themselves they're only going to care when suddenly it's their job that has been displaced and so automation will slowly become more pervasive within the workforce and it will will get to a point where so many people have been displaced will have i mean somewhere along the timeline no one can predict when we'll have very serious discussions about additional societal programs and things like UBI which is just how do you support people and some people are proposing the idea of well if you Devin, think real about quick, i want yeah. to clarify like by UBI you mean your universal basic income correct yes yes correct um and so what i think will will happen and some people are are already proposing these types of ideas if you think about how effective a robot could be well there's 
the ability to run them 24 seven, right? You don't have to give breaks. They don't have to just work eight hour shifts or whatever. Like they're, they're literal machines. Granted, they have wear and tear. You have to depreciate them. You need, there's maintenance costs. It's just not a license to print infinite money, but look throughout history. All we've been doing is automating. It's just at this, you know, at the scale of what are we automating? And people are proposing taxing automation at varying degrees based on job displacement. The idea idea being that, well, a company can easily afford and is happy to pay additional taxes because their productivity has increased so highly. And then those taxes can help help fund, you know, additional benefits programs like you and Devin also to your point is like they pay payroll taxes like they pay taxes on regular humans so if you they don't pay taxes on automation yeah so i mean there's a mat there will be massive implications for the entire incentive structure for how society you know is predicated but it's not i don't view it as a doom and gloom type thing um as you look, look all throughout history look at the industrial revolution and and i mean look at look at the sewing machine and you know making making fabrics and textiles and looking at look at all of the work and the people that were displaced from jobs right you could even look more recent and look at the computer <laughs> right right the, the, back in the day it used to be computers people that would do math right and and now our iPhones that we're talking on right now or whatever like you know it's just unbelievable and so the, the humans are all about automation. It's just to the extent of what, and, and I mean, that that's my take. I think the the whole like retraining that that is certainly trickier. In that you know you mentioned coal, so like coal coal is dying in the U.S., but but net wide globally, coal is increasing. And coal, coal demand is going to be increasing for the next probably 30 years, at least. And the reason is, is like in terms of upfront capex costs, it's actually like the most efficient to very quickly provide energy needed for infrastructure in like third world countries. So, so I mean, coal's not going away, but for, for shifts and like displacement and retraining, then, then it also, you know, is the question of like, along with UBI, how do we think about like education and being able to provide the resources and ability for people to, one, be productive and, and two, you know, continually have that sense of purpose and fulfillment in, in how they spend their time. George, are you speaking whale? <laughs> No, I have a dog that's part whale with me right uh, now. But um, I, I, I wanted to just chime in, Devin, and say that I uh, I definitely agree with uh, I, like most of everything you've said. Um, and I do. And uh, back to the original question, though, do I think the population will decrease? And that's also no. Uh, I think that people will always, you know, I, I think we're gonna get to ten. What is it? Ten trillion, and then stop, or ten billion? How many people we have? And, and uh, but as far as what's gonna happen. Because of it, I think that we're just going to get even worse uh, income inequality. Like, I think I'm, I'm going to be fine. Like, I think tech people are going to be fine. But I think that, you know, all those other people are going to get left behind. I have to watch these dogs real quick. <laughs> Your dogs are adorable. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree, George. I think, I mean, the two things that are probably, or really it comes down to really one thing that won't be easily displaced. And that is anything that requires childcare. I think childcare is never getting replaced. <laughs> well, not for a long while, robots. not because it, it couldn't be, but because there will be such an aversion to it, I think. 100%. Yeah, no, I want my kids raised by a person. <laughs> right. um, yeah, I, I, I think that there will be, like, you, you, you mentioned tech, George. I think it really comes down to anything that requires both, well, really, it's creativity. Um, and that, that, that's where, like, general purpose AI comes into play, which we're so far away from, at least in terms of what we can currently do. Um, and, like, you know, the progression of AI and ML that's going to replace the, 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 the repetitive and e easy to quantify processes that many like lower level white collar jobs are. Um, and interestingly enough, I think those, a lot of white collar jobs are going to be replaced before blue collar jobs. And the reason is, is when you look at the, not just the technical ability, but the level of of precision and dexterity required to say do the work of an electrician or a plumber you know robotics is a very very far way from from you know getting to that point so so those people in the, in those trade jobs i mean they probably have an immense amount of job security moving forward to be honest and also there is a to Devin's point, there's a lot of artistic things that also go into when you're in, sometimes in construction and specifically if you're in things like carpentry and uh, a lot of those other things that require not only the skill to do it, but the level to make it actually look at, like a professional job. Word. I would just, I would, I agree with the blue collar, white, white collar thing, but I think that what it's going to do is it's, it's mostly going to be tools. For like the the perceivable decade, maybe even two, like I don't think it's gonna fully take over these people's jobs, but it's gonna just be tools like in radiology. Like I don't think that we're gonna be giving robots PhDs anytime soon, calling them doctors, but they're just gonna be tools for them. And hopefully, you know what you should would expect from that is that it'd be a lot like you know it should be a lot more accessible for me to get go to radiology and you know get get all these things done but again we'll see what actually ha comes of that because i don't i don't trust the system i think that there's going to be mass inequality because of it go Devin. i was gonna say i think that's spot on i mean the, the one of the other most interesting factors um in all of this you know george just mentioned how it will just make things more efficient drive the cost down well what what is you know by definition driving the cost down that is a net deflationary force in the economy. You know, most people right now, I'm sure you've all read the headlines on, oh, we're going to experience massive inflation and, you know, Weimar, Weimar Germany and, and, you know, infinite money printing, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm not sold on that. And there's a bunch of reasons. But, but the number one reason is technology is inherently the most deflationary force in, in our world. As we automate and we scale production, those compounded scaling effects generally reduce the costs of everything. 
And so that cost reduction can easily offset price increases. But in theory, through additional levels of automation, yeah, I don't think it's unreasonable to think that, you know, certain uh, parts of things like healthcare that we look at as very expensive right now could be, you know, could basically drop through the floor and be extremely cheap. You know, that's interesting that, uh, well, first, I think it's like just this is getting really complicated. This is like predictive macroeconomics. But uh, I find it interesting that this made me think of why Amazon doesn't just have robots in all of their warehouses, even though they have robots that can do a lot of the warehouse jobs. Right. Because one, robots aren't necessarily an auction. They're sold. And you can auction off jobs to the person who's willing to do the job at the lowest rate sometimes, aka minimum wage, uh, as well as it, the way Amazon does it, it's like almost easier for them to cycle through humans. And this is like the big knock against Amazon is because they treat humans just as like, like cogs in a machine where it's like you come in, we run you until you burn out and then you go out. Yeah, I mean, I I won't touch on like the the ethics and the humanitarian aspects, but from just a strictly fiscal perspective, I mean, you look at the productive input and cost of a human versus not just you know obviously there's a, a cost benefit analysis of, of the cost and benefit of, of replacing it with a robot, but also there's the big question of can you right? So I mean. Yeah. For, for I think it's interesting because that there's going to be two parts of that. There's going to be like the people who go like the cost be- benefit analysis route, which is like similar to why people decided to start making things in China, and then the okay, what's the ethical route, or what can what actually is in line with like, or what may be valuable for like the emotional connection, which is, for example, them the people who make things in America and uh market things very heavily that they are made in America because that has an emotional and a, a quality connection to people. And I can see that happening with robots who's like, this was made by humans, not robots. No, I think people are going to like the robots more. I don't I think, think, uh, I think, I think people are going to use and I remember reading a study about people are nicer to their Alexas than they are to other people around. I them. wouldn't be, I wouldn't disagree with you, but at the same time, uh, you kind of see that in marketing uh, and customer service calls right now. But see, no one cares that it's actually made in China. No, 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 George. Look at all the Trump hats. You see it in customer service calls right now, where if you call, there's some companies that market themselves as you will talk to a real person. And that's a selling point for them. Yeah, but soon you're not going to know. Exactly. Exactly. Like, you'll never know. Like, I could claim that. I can claim that you're talking to the real Beyonce and it could, like, tell you stories about her life. Well, I'm not, and I agree not with know. that point. What I'm saying is that it will still be a selling point that it's made by a human. But right even, now, even if they lie to you, you won't you know. can't tell the difference of where they were made. But they will still market heavily some companies that do that they are made in America. But I might want the robots to make it because the robots are less likely to screw it up. Yeah, then that's you. Like I would, I would dial that way. I'm not, I'm not disagree with you. What I'm saying is there will be some people who look at 
things being made by a human as a selling point. But where do, and then also where do you draw the line there? Because there's definitely a machine touch. I don't, I don't care what if you're making fortune cookies, man. There's a machine touching something there. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. Like, like I'm just saying that people will use that as a selling point. When I, I, I agree, Remy. Me. Well, I mean, one one thing to point out is you know you mentioned like customer service, and when it when it's like person to person and you have that relationship or that interaction then it then it maybe matters more but you know think about like producing our iPhones or a, another great example is producing our clothes now I can say you know I, I I don't want to displace human jobs I want clothes made by humans but you know I also want my clothes really cheap I want them made well I want them to hold up and so and I also don't want them made by small children in well, that's what I was gonna, you know, That's what I was going to say next is like, this is, this is going to be a very dark point, but it's, you know, uh, antithetical to what Remy's saying, which is most people, I would say all of us here in, the, in this chat right now are good, probably good people, probably ethical or try to be ethical. But we're, a lot of what we're wearing are made in sweatshops and, and some probably by children. And because we're so far removed, like, it's not that I don't give a shit. It's not that I don't think that's bad, but I'm so far removed that it's difficult to, like, recognize and really be cognizant of that at all times. And I think like that's 90% the same way in terms of, like, going and researching whether their shirt was made in a sweatshop to, like, make sure that they're not well, supporting. Well, right. So that's my point. In the future, like, whether or not something's 100% fully automated, displace all human jobs... Hey, as long as it fits well, as long as it holds up and doesn't fall apart and it's dirt cheap, people aren't going to question it. I will agree with you on the points that you're making. I will also throw this in there because um, as an example of what I'm kind of saying is like Fender right now makes their basic guitars in China. They make their mid-level guitars in Mexico and they make their... Uh, like professional level guitars in America. And they use that as a major selling point. Like the, the top tier has like made in America on it all the time. Like they literally call them American strats or American. Uh, they basically call them the American fenders. Right. And it, they use that as a selling point. You just make the higher quality thing in America. Right. So I'm not saying that all of that's going to happen. That's you're 100 percent right. Uh, and I agree with you I, I, in terms of you saying, you know, like the, an emblem that says made by human. Like, I think that's inevitable in the idea that. Although we, I agree with you, it would definitely be it will turn into a minority because there's always going to be this pyramid of the like the price scales like you have the bottom of the pyramid that serves the most people that is made whatever is the cheapest way and then you as you move higher in the pyramid you have these things that are made in more like handmade hand stitched car seats and we when we look when we look at like what we value versus what we price well one thing humans value most are connections with other humans and so you look look at objects today that are like artisanal, right? That are yeah. delicately yeah. made, human creativity, like hand th- blown glass, hand right. stitched suits. That's that's always going to be around, and I, I think that the the value of, of those skills um, 
and the desire for that will will yeah. persist well into the future, regardless of where we are at in terms of like you know level of automation. For I sure, I think it's interesting. Like the point we're kind of touching on, it's like like we want the humans to be doing it at the highest level, and then the robots will probably replace the lowest level. I, w- I want to hear Kyle's thoughts. He always yeah, I was just about to talk to Kyle. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> I always have the spicy take on the AI. Yeah, I'm someone who believes that, um, you know, if a robot can do it, then a human shouldn't. And I don't even mean, I like, I'm, I'm hearing everything you're saying. And I wonder if it's even ethical to ask a human to do something a robot can do. But, um, you know, what essentially I mean is like, and if we're talking about like some hand stitch thing, but well, we'll come back to that. But on like a very general surface level, like, would you feel fulfilled in, you know, moving boxes all day if someone told you that, you know, something that looks like a Roomba can do it? At that point, like, I feel like you wouldn't feel very fulfilled, right? Like, what meaning are you providing by performing this task? And at that point, it's just an equation of, well, is it cheaper to have you do it or a robot do it? And that's a very sad situation. So, I do think th- that hits on this other question of, um, not a question, because there's this, I feel like you see this thing come up where people convince themselves that they're not capable of higher level things and then attach and then use like the lower level things to be like, Oh, I couldn't do the higher level things. I'm meant to move boxes in this Amazon warehouse. Yeah. I definitely think that's like a bit of a fear of change and like a fear, like, you know, um, I I don't disagree. Yeah. And that's, that's the tricky part is like, what, like you also have to come to this mental health issue of people feeling like they're worthy of, belonging and our aversion to displaying or acting on ego which may need to have a more prominent space if we're having things that can replace the lower level yeah this is where i come in and say things like um you know this is why i think ubi will be not only important but necessary because i think there's a a thing that people aren't really talking about because it's kind of like messed up to talk about, right? Like to even say out loud, but you know, I'll say it because like, I don't think it's bad. Uh, You know, we're headed to a future where a large portion of the people alive will be quote unproductive to the economy as a whole, right? Because their skill level won't be high enough to do anything meaningful on top of what robots are doing. That doesn't mean we should cast those people aside. Like I want to be very clear. I'm not saying like, these people have no value or anything like that. I'm just saying we have to prepare for a future where the case is that not everyone needs to work. Right. Um, So, you know, I fully believe uh, I've said before, like, I don't believe any human should work inside of McDonald's. It doesn't seem like it makes any sense. It doesn't seem beneficial to any person. There's no reason you should have to work at McDonald's. You only do because you need money because there's no UBI. And the only reason McDonald's hires you is because you're cheaper than a robot. And you as a customer, you don't want people touching your food or screwing up your order. You know, there's just no reason for someone to work in a McDonald's other than it's cost effective at the moment. And that's messed up. Yeah. Have you seen that, uh, the, the pizza shop that has robots running it now? I've seen like a, a vending machine that makes the pizza automatically. I mean, that that's basically Domino's for the most part. If you look at their actual operation in terms of how efficient the internals of a Domino's runs, they have one to two people. And it handles everything. And I mean, they they receive 80% of their orders online. And they have a very 
they have it streamlined to, to the point. I mean, you really you really can't believe how efficient it is. Granted, there's still still humans, but I mean, Domino's will be one of the first. You know, Kyle mentioned McDonald's. Like Domino's will probably be the first to to fully op- automate. You know, in, in, in that industry. Yeah, you even see their commercials for their little uh, self-driving Domino's thing. In- interesting side point, just because I, I, you know, I love love this fact is it, Domino's and Google IPO'd the same year, 2004, and Domino's outperformed Google in terms of absolute return. <laughs> Wait, what? So, <laughs> so yeah, there's your little fact of the day, Remy. Well, tech companies are always going to do poorly in their first few years. They're always going to be negative. Twitter did it. Lot, like well, I, I, I'm, I'm talking 2004 to current. I mean, oh, yeah, current. to current. That's Domino's that. has outperformed Google. I gotta that find that. Interesting. <laughs> I'm fine. I believe it though. That's good. Thread because that's hilarious. Just so much, um, you know, profit on top of everything, and it's just a, it's a simple system where you provide a product, not like you know the all the wheels and dials of Google. I I 100% take it at face value. Uh, so this was the, this was the pizza thing that I was talking about. It's a automated pizza, like automated pizza builder that they're putting in pizza shops. No, this is not the right cancel. Delete. By the way, I forgot. I wanted to comment like, you know, will people still want handmade pizza? Yeah, totally. But it's going to be like a very very small percentage of people you know and it's going to cost so much money because pizza should cost a lot of money right now because people don't get paid very well because it doesn't you know economically make sense to spend a billion dollars on a pizza but if a robot was doing it it wouldn't cost very much would it that's accurate okay well it doesn't want to let me at this commerce uh, I'm going to add to the conversation Disney making sentient robots for their parks. While I find this... Hold on, did you say sentient robots? <laughs> not sentient. They're not sentient. Yeah. They, they want to make like seemingly sentient robots for their park. Like, they want Mickey... They want to be realistic. They don't are sentient. Sentient's consciousness. Like, are these different it. from the acrobatics robots? No, they're like, they wanted to... Like the Mickey Mouse that is a person that puts on a costume, or like the clone troopers in the Star Wars world, they want that. They want to eventually have a robot that can do that, so they can make Star Wars world literally Star Wars twenty four seven. That'd be pretty cool. Not gonna lie, but I uh, I feel we're pretty far away from people. Uh, like it, as long as they're off in their own little section and people can't walk through the same area. Uh, go for it, but we're we're mostly far away from like being able to put people next to robots and make sure they're one hundred percent safe. Yeah, well, I think that was one of the big things with the Tesla robots is that they're going to be designed to be with people, right? Because um, like Boston Dynamics does not want to do that; they don't want people interacting with their robots. They want to keep them very separate. Um, but Tesla, you know, that's one of their. That's one of their like point, like their goal, uh, milestone points, whatever it is, is to get them working with people. There's a type of robotics that is good for working with people, but it doesn't typically look humanoid. And it's called soft body robotics. I feel like people in here probably have heard of it. But think of uh, Baymax, the movie. 
where it's like an inflatable thing. Normally, they're made of tubes, not like a big balloon. But yeah, soft body robots are perfectly safe for humans, but they won't look like stormtroopers. So I don't think that's going to work out. I don't know if we, if, if anyone else can hear, if it's just me silent for a minute. I, I can hear you just fine. Sorry, I got to make sure the dogs are good. I'm, to, to anyone who cares, um, I am pet sitting my sister's dogs for most of this week. And they're very what what kind of dogs are we talking? There's a little French bulldog who's six months old now and a beagle who's almost five years old now. I grew up with a beagle, and uh, yeah, I mean, all dogs are great, right? I was going to say, especially, because I had one, right? <laughs> yep. Um, I would I would move it into that sector of, do you guys know the robotic seal the that they give to, like, nursing home uh, older older people? And it's like a robot, it's a fake, it's a fake seal. This is a Simpsons it's a ro- episode. It's like a robotic seal. Um, yeah, it's from, it might, they might have used it in a Simpsons episode, but it's a real thing. And like you know, they kind of like they like these. They, you know, you get attached to it because it's kind of it kind of moves. It kind of wi- it winds when you let it go and stuff, and it acts like, you know, like an animal or something about that. Um, what do you think about robotic dogs? If you so can anthrop, I can't speak English. <laughs> Anthropomorphize a robot and that works for you go for it i will never treat a robot the same as a living thing as far as i'm aware so i don't think it'll work the same but uh i bet for i bet for some people it probably works just almost as good yeah i think it it works really well with these old people is what i looked i looked into it and um you know they seem to really like them but then there's some people who are like you're kind of lying to these people or like you know, it's weird that they're getting so attached to these robots that are not real, that are not alive. It feels almost like I'm trying I, to decide if that's predatory because I feel like it only works on yeah. people who have a, well, first of all, lower cognition in the first place, but second of all, like a disassociation from technology. Like we understand technology and they don't really get it. So like if you told an old person that something could really like think and feel, you could you could convince them of that pretty quick. Word. That I I could totally see how that could become predatory, because you probably you know these people are probably very lonely to begin with, and um, you know they want their little seal. I, I guess know. it depends on how much that yeah, seal costs and how that works out. Just, just r- one random thought in terms of that, you know, not to say it's coming anytime soon, but how amazing would it be to have uh, fully realistic? you know, robot animals as pets that the elderly don't have to take care of, but can still have, you know, compassionate relationships with, right? Like towards end of life, that could be, you know, uh, a radical. It's called Paro. It's P-A-R-O. Paro. All right, wait, can I just for one moment point out that like we use technology to solve problems and uh, not enough
we can not well one second. Uh, uh DMs. Honestly, I haven't looked too I was gonna look into the Tesla AI day today because I've just been helping my sister move. Um do that. And... Okay, so I guess we'll talk about the other thing. Oh, we were gonna well, talk it's nine. I was gonna mention OnlyFans, but yeah, I guess that's we can we can leave that. Where OnlyFans that'll be interesting to see if it stays in business. Did yeah. didn't Tumblr do the same freaking thing a while and ago? They crashed. Yeah, like, and investors just... wanted them to clean quote unquote clean up their act. And it just, like, imploded, right? Yeah, you yeah. think people would learn from the past. Well, it wasn't their choice. It was, like, uh, they got MasterCard blocked. and Visa. Yeah, it was, it was the payment networks, right? Correct. Yeah, they were gonna... No, apparently only, fit, like, Visa didn't say anything. Uh, MasterCard didn't say anything. And it was Only Visa one of them said something, but they would all yeah. follow suit. It's like, you know, the old Gopoly way. Yeah, which is fucking stupid. I, I agree. Personally, in the grand scheme of things, like from an ethical perspective, that's probably like one of the safest um, safest ways to produce that content, right? That type of content. And um, there's always going to be a like need and demand for it, right? So it's not going away. So why not, why not Literally prom- the oldest promote and facilitate the safest ways to produce and, and share that type of content? That's, yeah, that's my always, general view. It's always that conversation of... Uh, when you push it's better to have dark things in the light than have them kept in the dark because at least when they're in the light you can watch them yeah i mean and i i mean you you can't fight human nature what one of my biggest things right now and it's it's why i spend like to spend my time learning all kinds of things about psychology and history is that regardless of how rapidly technology advances on a fundamental level, humans, for the most part, are staying the same, you know, over the course of our lifetime. We yep. aren't evolving, right? And so lo- looking and trying to understand the, the real fundamental primal drivers, um, I mean, that, it's always fascinating. But yeah, you, you, and, and you can't stop it. Like, it's, it's going to be there, right? 100%. All right. So... With that, uh, we can close up now. I really just wanted to let you all know that it crashed and I wasn't just like dying. Uh, uh, I was going to say, we haven't heard Milan talk. She's been here listening the whole time. She's working. She's tuning in from our computer. So, uh, yeah, we will be back tomorrow. And uh, have a wonderful rest of your Monday. And I will see you tomorrow morning. I'm going to try and put the topics that we're going to talk about later today instead of like in the morning. So we'll see how that goes. Cool. Looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. Peace, y'all. Have a good one.